Minneapolis. Go drop in. It's the show where Indy comes to talk. Open lines with Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. We are Indy's hip hop station. Hot 100.9. Hold up. And good morning to you, Indianapolis. It is Sunday, June 25th, 2023. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle, coming to you live from the Hot 100.9 and 106.7 WTLC studios on this rainy and warm Sunday morning. On this edition of Open Lines, we are opening the phone lines all hour to talk about whatever is on your mind, but we'll start with a topic that has been on my mind and a topic that has been on a lot of your minds because I've received messages and emails from you. I usually get messages throughout the week But this week, I got a lot of them about our teens, our kids, our juveniles with guns, shooting people, or unfortunately, just as unfortunately, being shot just about every day this week. There has been some report, maybe a report that I gave to you on Fox 59 about a teenager or a juvenile, as the police call it, involved with gun violence. Now we have gun violence every day in this city, in big cities, but something has changed in the past couple of months and definitely in the past couple of weeks and clearly in the last couple of days with juveniles, young people, teenagers with guns. It's a part of a violence problem we're having in our city just this morning. Unfortunately, we have to report to you that there's been four people who have been shot overnight. Two women, two men shot. Unfortunately, one of those women and one of those men has been pronounced dead already after a shooting in Broad Ripple. I have more details coming up on that. But on today's show, we're talking to you about a number of things, but I want to kick it off with this issue of teens and Gun violence. 317-239-1009. I'll tell you about a story that um proved that the world is really small. Um that I ran in, ran across um earlier this week. 317-239-1009-317-239-1009. That's the number to get on the air this morning. Uh talking to you about your thoughts, uh your reactions. I'm gonna read some. Some emails that I got from some folks um, saying that this is the topic that they wanted to uh, talk about on the radio uh, on Sunday morning. Um, Incredible details of, I would say, the amount of times this week that I've reported on um, not just gun violence, but literally teens. Uh, gun violence. I mean, it started before, well, actually, since I'm going back in time. Let me first say thank you. Let me change quickly change subjects. Thank you to everybody who came out to all of the Juneteenth celebrations. Uh, we had a good time last week at uh, the Madam Walker Legacy Center on the stage. I was there. Brandon was there. B. Swift was there. Karen Vaughn was there. Jerry Wayne, 
uh, Aloe. Uh, we, we had us a good time. It was good to see all y'all out there um, last Sunday. Uh, good thing it was last Sunday, not this Sunday, because it's raining. Um, and then also last night, got to go see uh, George Wallace, uh, Myra J, and J. Anthony Brown last night at the Helium Club. Good show. Good turnout from everybody. Good to see everybody there last night. Now, it was a beautiful and enjoyable show. But as I go back in time and think about the different things that I went, uh, that I saw in the week, where I went in the week, um, one of the first things I did, I want to say it was last Monday, was a um, teens shooting each other in Lawrence. Uh, two uh, teens in an apartment complex shooting at each other or someone being shot. That was teens in Lawrence. And then I want to say Tuesday I was on the west side at 62nd Street near Northwest Way Park where teens the night before, two teens had shot. Uh, two male teens were arrested after shooting into a crowd, hitting a 16-year-old girl. Wednesday, I'm trying to remember this off the top. It was probably something gun violence. I'd know by Friday morning, I was back out in Lawrence because somebody was shooting at each other in their cars and hit people who were playing soccer, totally unrelated. They got hit by straight bullets. Luckily, they were just grazed. Much of this this week has been connected to teens. Now, let me go back to Tuesday. Tuesday morning, you know, when I get up and I do TV, I don't always know where I'm going until, you know, 2.30 in the morning or so. And Tuesday was, hey, we had a shooting that happened late last night on Monday night out in Lawrence. Uh, no, no, no. I'm getting them confused. Tuesday was we had a shooting out on the west side, 62nd, right next door to a church. It was in a church parking lot at Northwest Way Park. Uh, some teens were shot. Two boys shot two girls. Um, excuse me. Two boys shot at a number of people in a crowd. One girl was hit, a 16-year-old. She was hitting her leg. Now, all morning, I didn't even know all those details, that it was a 16-year-old girl, that it was two boys. All I knew was that there was uh, two juveniles who police had arrested after shooting uh, another juvenile who was in the leg, who got shot in the leg, who was at the hospital, who was recovering. That's all I knew. Didn't know names. Didn't know genders. That's it. So that's what we were able to report for you that morning and saying, hey, police say they're going to release some more information about what happened here last night. Well, many of you longtime listeners of the show know that when I get done doing TV, I go over to the south side and uh, I drive a bus and I teach people how to get their CDL, um, a CDL train right after the show. So I, I leave the, the scene um, of that shooting and I go over to my trainee who's waiting for me over at Perry Township. And I said, hey, Johnny, good morning. What's going on? Like, hey, Karen, it's just been a long night. I'm like, well, what, what happened? She's like, oh, my daughter got shot. And she uh, she just got out of the, we just got out of the hospital this morning. I said, huh? She said, yeah. I said, where does this happen? She said, out on the west side. I said, hmm. Not 62nd Street. Mm-hmm. I said, next to the church. Mm-hmm. Northwest Way Park? She said, yeah. That's the one. I said, your daughter got shot. She said, yeah, she's in the, she's, she's at home now. We just, you know, we got her home overnight. 
I said, okay, wait, 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 wait. She's okay. She's okay, right? She said, yeah, she's okay. I said, okay. Well, first of all, why are you even here at work? Oh, she said, you know, I'm, we're really trying to get going with this with this CDL thing. I just got I got to get this done. I said, okay, all right. Then I said, now wait a minute. I've been talking about your daughter on TV all morning, not knowing that it was even a girl, let alone your daughter. She said, yeah. So she showed me some pictures of um, of her daughter. Uh, showed her in the hospital bed with a bullet wound in her leg just around her knee. Um, and then she called her daughter on FaceTime, and I talked to her. And her, her her daughter was in best of spirits as you can be for somebody who had been shot. And she said, you know, hey, we were just chilling at the park, which there's nothing wrong with chilling at the park. That's what you're supposed to do at the park. It's about 9 o'clock. You know, that's not really late. That's not out of the ordinary for uh, you know, 16, 17, 18-year-old kids. All right, whatever, no problem, cool. Mom knew where she was. Um, she says that she was in a group, and then a couple people in that group, one of them, a girl, got into a fight with somebody else. Well, that she was losing that fight and apparently said uh, so, some mace came out. Now, I don't know who got sprayed with mace or who was doing the spraying with the mace, but some mace came out escalated the situation then somebody told uh these boys who had a gun to start shooting shoot them didn't say who so this person just starts shooting at this crowd of people the person who got hit in the leg thankfully i mean if you gotta there's gotta be a thankfully in this is that nobody was uh killed but a 16 year old girl was shot in the leg Turns out that was my trainees, the woman that I've been hanging with for the past couple of weeks, teaching her how to drive for hours at a time. It was her daughter who had got shot because I used to live out on the west side. Uh, so she was hanging out with friends. So um, it's like, wow, small world. You know, she's crying and she's in tears and, and mom is saying, you know, I could be planning her funeral right now. What are, what are these kids doing? Um, just just shooting people. They don't think about the consequences at all they just j just start shooting well as we're having this conversation i call up my buddy russ mccoy and i say hey, russ i got a little break in the case that i've been talking about all morning i got i got the mom you should come talk to mom so russ came out and he interviewed Joni, and um turns it into a a piece where he's asking city leaders what are we going to do about this one of the things that russ has been uh, pushing to get answers on as if an emergency declaration could be declared for the youth gun violence in Indianapolis. He's talked to the mayor. He's talked to uh, Dr. Virginia Kane. Um, that's one of the ways he's trying to find a solution to it. So on this show, we're going to ask you, what do you think? And what are your solutions? I'm going to play this story from Russ and you can see uh, hear hear more from Joni, hear more from uh, city officials as uh we try to find out what the hell happened this week with so many kids picking up guns, shooting people or killing people or accidentally shooting themselves. What happened? Here's Russ. The Marion County coroner says it was a 15-year-old boy who was behind the wheel of a car that crashed here in the 2000 block of Lord Drive Sunday morning. He was the latest juvenile gunshot homicide victim in the city. Ariane Solwell's mother feared her daughter was about to join that list after a shooting at Northwestway Park last night. 
apparently the boys got in the car they did a circle um, I don't know if the girls felt like something was gonna happen and they just take off running and then that's when shots were fired my daughter could be dead right now I could be planning her funeral today a gun was recovered at the crime scene and IMPD later apprehended two juveniles in a stolen car at 56th and Georgetown Road. A 15-year-old has been charged with battery with serious bodily injury. Meanwhile, the coroner has identified 15-year-old Jeremiah Lewis as the driver who was shot to death inside a crashed vehicle on Lower Drive Sunday morning. Lewis's death marks the 11th juvenile gun violence homicide of 2023 in Indianapolis putting this year's tally far ahead of the last five years on this date. Mayor Joe Hogsett said he would welcome a declaration of a child gun violence health emergency by Marion County Public Health Director Dr. Virginia Kane, similar to a gun violence and violent crime danger declared by the City County Council in 2018. And when we as a council articulate the city's position, when Virginia Kane talks about it being a public health uh, emergency and hazard, I think that creates momentum that helps us. We've made several requests to talk to Dr. Kane about juvenile gunshot wound victims in Indianapolis. We'll let you know when she responds. On the west side, Russ McQuaid, Fox 59 News. And thank you, Russ. That's the other guy who wears all the hats on TV. I got the hats in the morning. Russ has got them at night. That is just one of the multiple stories that we covered this week um, on the news of teens shooting each other. I got a message earlier this week from Jackie, and she said, Hi, Cameron. I have an opinion about all the crime young people are committing. Maybe you can express for me to the public. Okay, so I hear this sometimes, but not enough. The parents need to be more accountable for their underage children, period. We need to give the parents some training and tools to help teach their children. That's a message from Jackie. We wanted to say that, you know, we talk a lot about training the kids, but maybe are we not training the parents? Because the, I mean, these are kids. These people are under 18 who are doing this. And you've got, uh, it seems they've found easier access to guns. I wonder how that happened. I mean, there was no denying that there has been an uptick in teens, juveniles, kids shooting themselves, shooting accidentally, or shooting at somebody else, like regularly. 317-239-1009, We'll start with your calls and your thoughts um, on this topic, and it is open lines for the entire show. Just talk about what is ever is on your mind. But the headlines this week are hard to ignore with this many teens with guns. 317-239-1009. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Greetings, Cameron. How are you today? Good, Paul. How are you, sir? Oh, I am well. Greetings to everybody. So I'm going to just get right on into it. Uh, first of all, these children are not receiving any discipline or, or, or uh, have no consequences at home because a lot of these young parents are partying with their children. The rest of the parents are afraid of their children. A lot of you adults out there that get ready to get up and go to these churches and carry on. Y'all need to get y'all's children. Y'all need to get y'all's grandchildren. Y'all uh, ladies out there, y'all need to come off of this independent and I'm this and I'm that. You need a man in your home. You need a man in your life. Those children need men. We need to get away from this nonsense What you girls are talking about all this nonsense. These Caucasian women have husbands. They have homes. They have futures. 
they convinced us that y'all that we don't need no man. They destroyed our home structure, and we need to put it back together. These children with these guns and carrying on, and and the adults, some of these parents are encouraging this nonsense. Okay, because that's what it is, nonsense. So y'all need to straighten up, fly right. Because when I was little, I had a big brother. I had a big brother. And I just want to tell everybody out there, if you're a coach, if you're a mentor, or if you follow any of those titles, you are no more than a parent. You are being a parent to other people's children. Thank y'all for doing that. Okay? But you ladies out there, get a grip. Okay? Because you need a man in that home. Okay? Set that nonsense aside. Our children are in trouble, and we need to do something about it now. So everybody have a great day. And uh, and I want to just say one more thing. As far as the mayor and, and all these other people, uh, they are part of the game because that's what this is. This is a game. And if they, don't, if they can write a law to do this, if they can amend something to do that, now they're involving Dr. Kane. And if Dr. Kane don't respond in a fashion that protects our children, that is a fan example of them using people of color to uh, address and, and make sure that their agenda happens. So we need to stand up, stop this nonsense, and stop these people that are running this government so that we can have a peaceful solution and we don't have all these guns and carrying on in our neighborhoods. Y'all have a great day. Paul, thank you. Let me give you guys an update on this uh, shooting that happened uh, just this morning. This is uh, released from IMPD. North District's officers responded to shots fired in the 800 block of Broad Ripple Avenue. This is after 2 o'clock this morning. Um, officers quickly arrived and located four victims with injuries consistent with gunshot wounds. Uh, emergency medical services arrived, transported a male and a female to area hospitals. Both of them are in serious condition. Unfortunately, the other two male and female victims were pronounced deceased at the scene. So four people shot, one man, uh, two men, two women, one man alive, one woman alive, taken to the hospital in serious condition, one woman dead, one man dead, pronounced deceased there at the scene. That's the latest uh, level of violence, and we don't have ages on that one, uh, but that just came out this morning. That happened just after 2 o'clock uh, this morning, a shooting in Broad Ripple. 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. Yes, there's crime every day, and there's too much of it. Uh, and this happens in big cities and small cities across the, the country. Don't let folks let you tell you that it's just something that happens in Democrat-run cities. Um, this isn't about Democrat-Republican. This is about kids, teens, picking up guns. Where are they getting the guns? Um, I have ideas, but I'm, the floor is to you. What are you seeing? Um, I know some of the contributing factors, but it's not uh, time for me to talk. I'm, I'm just here to listen. I want to see what, what you guys are are thinking three one seven two three nine one zero zero nine caller on line two good morning who's this hey good morning brother cameron reverend phillips how you, you know, doing this is reverend phillips yeah man can i uh i just like to take a small break yeah because you know i'm glad that i'm saved and sanctified filled with god's holy ghost amen and, and i've been redeemed because i had a best mentor oh glory I can knock on wood because I had a, a mentor. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, I had a mother. I had a daddy. I had a grandmama. But let me tell you, 
because I know all of my clergy friends, we are tired. And I know the community, some of the community tired because what I heard Brother Paul say, I believe that the kids, if the if we got these single women, and you see them downtown mm, at the Met Transit, they ain't got no positive thing to do. I don't think half of them went to school. If they did, they wouldn't be hanging out at the at the at the at the transfer center or at the city counter building. They they should they should go back to school, get a job, quit going down to a robber house and and, and sit around and, and and hold up signs and say, I'm homeless and and, and all they want to do is smoke a blunt. All right, Reverend Phillips, thank you much, sir. Appreciate That's you. That's my comment. I like what Brother Paul put it. He put it as simple as plain. Uh-huh. We, uh, sometimes we have to look at where some of these people ain't got no education. They quit school when they were 15. They dropped out. You know, my daughter, she she went to, she, I, I encouraged her to go to school. And now she is now she in college making something out of herself. All right, Reverend Phillips, thank you. I'm going to hold you right there. Thank you, sir. 317-239-1009. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning, Cam. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Cam, this is Ron. Yes, sir. Um, um, I don't look forward to seeing you as much as I would like to, because when you're in my neighborhood, we know why you're there. Uh, I wanted to come see you when you was out on the east side out there at that one apartment, but I don't want to do that. Cam, let me do a couple of things real quick. All right. Remind my brothers and sisters that we are to love all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love our neighbor as ourselves. That will help with some of the problems. But the issue is this. Some of the issue is this. People are making very, very poor decisions. They're making very, very bad choices. I, I, I talk with my daughters and my grandkids and my son. We need to make very good choices. I ask them to pray for me that I make good choices while I am praying for them that they make good choices. If people made slightly better choices, some of this would go away. But that's an individual thing. And and we're not going to get a group of people to talk everybody into making good decisions. Somebody knows what happened, and it sounds like they may have uh, uh, solved whoever did the shootings. But way more importantly, we need to stop the shootings, and we can't stop the shootings. The individual making that very bad choice needs to make a better decision. Cam, I also need to thank uh, one of your callers. The other day uh, we had a a conversation about uh, uh, health, and he pointed out that – Lisinopril is bad for black people to take for high blood pressure. And because I have high blood pressure, I want to thank him for that knowledge. When I get back to the VA, I'm going to ask uh, my doctor to get me off of lisinopril and find out if there is something else uh, that that will assist me in my fight against uh, blood pressure as well as diet, because I know that's a part of it. 
But way more than anything, Cam, let's get back to the issue. Good decisions make a difference. The people who are making bad decisions are making those decisions, and they're affecting everyone. And it's going to be hard for us or anyone to get somebody to stop making bad decisions at that moment when they're making bad decisions. Cam, love you, and pray for all of our brothers and sisters and the rest of us as well. All right, Ron. none of us is perfect. None of us is perfect. None of us. Not one. All right, Ron, thank you much, sir. 317-239-1009. And, and you know, kind of like what you said about uh, making decisions, because often we hear, you know, these kids are bored and they don't have anything to do. Now, the in the story about the 16-year-old girl, my trainee's daughter, who got shot, the the two people who police arrested, you know, they had a gun. One of them shot her. They were also driving a stolen car. Somebody explain to me how boredom leads to all of that. They were bored. How did we get into a stolen car, decide to, uh, you know, attempted murder? You know, um, if their aim was any different, you know, we could have had a mass shooting there at the at Northwest Way Park next to that church. He only shot. He only hit one person. But she says he was just shooting, aiming at anybody. He, she was just a bystander and all that. So somebody tell me how boredom. Because I can't, we, we hear a lot of kids don't have nothing to do, you know, and this is what happens. So I just want, want your thoughts on this, uh, this teens, youths, juveniles, whatever you want to classify them as. With a lot of guns and a lot of gun violence in the span of a week and as summer continues, the temperature gets warmer. We always know that uh, crime follows. 317-239-1009. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. My name is Kyla. Hi, Kyla. You're live on the air. What's on your mind? Okay, so I I agree with what you're saying. It's like it's not just boredom. It's way deeper than that. The problem is our young black boys, they don't have any guidance. They need black men, real black men, to be present into their lives for them to stop making the decisions that they are because they are being raised by young single moms who have to work all of these jobs. They can't keep up with them. They're out of control. A lot of boys, they don't um, have a certain level. They respect their their mom, but they know, like, what they can get away with. It used to be a time where there were black lawyers, black doctors, black dads in the neighborhood who would play the dad for all of the boys. And I just think that's what all of our young teens are missing um, is the unity of black men. And I feel like that would change everything. And it's not just something that our government is going to help us with it's a unity thing that just needs to happen within black men of all of the communities all right and it's not a boredom thing Mm -hmm. they're not they're not bored they're misled they have no guidance kyla i appreciate your thoughts thank you for having me have a good day you too thank you so much 317-239-1009-317-239-1009 let's go to caller online too good morning who's this you know uh they called Billy the Kid, Billy the Kid, but he was a murderer. You know, I was uh, looking at the news yesterday morning about uh, what was taking place over in uh, Russia. And the way they stopped the aggression of the rebellion, I seen that they had heavy equipment carrying up the road to slow down the tanks, the travel. Uh 
you know, everybody has good suggestions. But the only way, Cameron, you're going to stop this, you have to tear up the road. Now, these kids, children, are out in the streets driving stolen cars with weapons. Only way, roadblocks. You have to get aggressive on it. We can sit up, you know, and I know people have different ideas about, but we can sit up and talk about this all day long. But the only way to get the guns off the street is to get aggressive about it. Because without no action, you're just going to keep on getting more and more shootings. Cameron, it was a few days ago in front of the house. In front of the house, someone dropped a pistol and rolled off because the police was pulling up, you know, with children around. They had children in their vehicle, and it was a female. I mean, it is so many guns out here. The raid that they was doing the other uh, day Mm -hmm. in the city, I heard they took 100 and 13 guns, uh, $500 million in cash, over 300 and something thousand fentanyl pills, over 400 and something pounds of marijuana, and so many grams of meth. This is what is here. Talking about it is not going to make it disappear. And I appreciate. Uh, IMPD, state police, and the uh, DA, what they've done this past week in this city, because what they've done was saved a lot of lives and stopped a lot of killing. 113 guns from that raid. Just think about that. Now, if this is not a state of emergency, you know, Dr. King is good. But roadblocks are better. Have a good Sunday, Cameron. All right. Thank you for your comments. I appreciate you. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. That's the number to call to get on the air this morning. Talking about the teens, the youth, the kids with all of these guns this week and the number of shootings that are classified as youth violence that have happened this year, that have happened this month, that have happened just this week. It's a lot, and it's hard to ignore. 317-239-1009. We're going to take a commercial break. Brandon, let's combine it all together, do one big one, and we'll be back on the phones with you. I'm Cameron Riddle on 106.7 WTLC and Hot 100.9.
Open Lines is Indy's favorite Sunday morning show. It's the show that brings you news about what's happening in Indy and around the world with Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. It's the show where Indy comes to talk. It's Open Lines with Cameron Riddle. All right, we're back here live on Open Lines. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. Talking about what's on your mind. It's an Open line Sunday, but heavily focused on youth using that with air quotes juveniles teens kids with guns gun violence a lot of it has been happening over the past week the past month this year the statistics the numbers do not lie there has definitely been an increase on younger people with guns shooting each other killing each other it has increased in indianapolis and we're talking about why that is and what you're seeing 317-239-1009. Caller on line one as we go back to the phones. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hello. Hello. You're live on the air. Who's this? My name is Julie Barrett. Hi, Julie. Good morning. And I I heard a lot of good ideals about helping our youth change our mindset, Mm -hmm. making sure they make right choices, because that is the bottom line. If you're out here in your high head, sometimes they shoot their own friends, be it accidental or whatever. They don't know how to self-calm themselves when they're upset. They carry guns. Mm-hmm. Middle school schoolers, they have guns. Mm-hmm. Parents need to, you know, check your room. Check your kids' room. Make sure they're not bringing those guns in the house. That's first. But they got them. Sometimes you know they got them, and then you don't know what to do, and you don't know what to say. But tell them, no, we can't have it in our house. We can't have it around your circle running around with guns. You got to tell them. You got to point it out. We got to be more transparent around these issues with our youth, our children, because that's the the world we live in. If they're not prepared to protect themselves by saying no, let alone, they know they see people with guns. They know people. They know who has them. They know who's, who, who they're afraid of because of temperament. You know, we need to do a little bit more mental health evaluations in our home and not talk about labeling. Let's try something that we ain't never tried before. You know, mental health counseling, making sure you get your young people or your family in therapy. If you're struggling and you don't have light, water, and gas, you don't have the, the necessary, that you don't keep that 30 days. You may, may be unhoused for 60 days or, or 180 days. It's a long time, so they're popping in and sleeping wherever they can. We have to stabilize the home. We have to make sure school has adequate resources to help stabilization and then the programs that we have out here they're doing it but we're we're bumping against those who are not we need to be kind of succinct in the message all right thank you so much for the call appreciate you julie mm-hmm. 317-239-1009 317-239-1009 a caller online too good morning who's this I think I'm caller number two. You are caller number two. Good morning. Who's this? Awesome. Awesome. Awesome, man. So I go by Brandon. Brandon, good morning. Um, and I love the topic of today because I got some teenage brothers and sisters. Um, but I also know of an organization within uh, Indianapolis that is targeting 
gun violence awareness mm-hmm. and gun violence reduction. And a lot of what I see, um, it comes from fear as far as why. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the center of fear of not knowing self as these youth and not having guidance. I heard a young lady say there is way too much access to guns, um, but that's not that, that that's that's another topic for another situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The young men and young women, they they don't know how to speak up for themselves in a proper manner because nobody's really talking mm-hmm. more. They're not talking at the dinner. They're in their phones. They're not talking at school. they on their phones. They're not talking at parks and outside in the neighborhood too much anymore. All of the stuff is typically on social media and the fact that you have real people living fake lives and then there's no guidance in teaching these real people how to live their real lives around these fake, these real people living fake lives. That is causing a level of frustration to where people don't know how to respond. First thing that they want to do is first thing that they've seen for the last five, ten years on their video games and their movies, and that's murder. And the fact that families aren't meeting at the dinner tables and families aren't meeting at just rather regular gatherings, the the knowing of remorse is really, like, diminishing. Me, kids don't really know remorse no more. Let me ask so, you this question, Brandon. You know, you, yeah. you mentioned video games and movies, and, you know, I remember when, when Grand Theft Auto became real, real popular, when yeah. I was in you know middle school, high school, yeah, people used to say, "Is that Grand Theft Auto? It's these video games now, man." I play Grand Theft Auto. I got every single last one of them. Might go home play Absolutely. a little bit of it today, but I don't understand. Like, do our kids not being taught that that's a video game and that's not real? Like, I mean, I I do all kinds of things on Grand Theft Auto, but nothing has inspired me to go do it in real life. And I'm not even talking about shooting people, which you can't do on the game. You know, you can go steal an airplane. I ain't seen nobody do that. Why has no... <laughs> Somebody stole a submarine. Right, you're right. <laughs> Why is it no, that they think, well, I saw them shoot somebody on the game, I can go do that? So what I would say to that is, honestly, it's not them not knowing that it's real, that it's not real. I think that it's them, it's just the type of programming, you know, and uh, it don't take no thought to pull a trigger. But it takes a thought to calm yourself down. It takes a thought to to get a hold of yourself and say, you know what, let's fight instead. Honestly, I don't see too many fights anymore because social media has made it to where if you fight, you're going to get blasted on social media Mm -hmm. and embarrassed for the rest of your life. There's not a lot of young men who know how to take that level of embarrassment. And I get it. But then again, I don't because the fathers and the older brothers, and we could have more mentors, showing these guys uh, uh, the way that they grew up, the way that I grew up. That's the relationship I have with my brother and his friends. But it's it's more so I'm caught up in my feelings. I can't get out, so this is what I'm going to do. It's what I've seen, um, what I've heard. And I also, I don't want to take away from the fact that some of these people are really going through real-life drama. Mm-hmm. They just don't have help to help them get out of that drama. They don't have that person talking in their ear before they go to that next situation where something bad happens. Mm-hmm. So I think the ultimate root cause, like the young lady said, is we do need more men. We need way more men to step up and, and grab these little, these, these young guys 
by the arm and say, hey, this is what you could do. Or have you ever thought about this? Or, or what's making you feel that way so we can work through it? Because a lot of these, I feel like ever since COVID, the youth, if we're going to air quote the youth, mm-hmm. 16 to 24, they kind of lost. They missed some major impactful influential years where they were supposed to be in interaction with people that they had taken away from. So this is backlash from that. This is backlash from those 14, 15, 16 year olds sitting in the house supposed to be on zoom at school, but not really attentive because they didn't have the parents there saying, Hey, make sure you do this. Make sure you do this. How was school today? How was this? What did you learn? How was school? What can we do to make it better? It's just everybody been going through the motions. We got to get out of going through emotions. We got to get to taking more strategic steps so that we can save our black boys because it's to the point to where community looks at black boys like numbers. I don't mm. want to say community, but whoever got all the money, mm. I don't know who that is. I'm mm. not a very political individual, mm-hmm. but whoever got all the money, it's about, it's about numbers, not lives. And we need to start thinking more about lives than numbers. We need to start thinking more about the fact that these kids got emotions and that they're not just going crazy. It is a mental health issue, but even mental health is an issue in our community. Who's really, 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 really attacking, uh, what's the word, mental health, and it's being encouraged. Mm-hmm. It's only a few handfuls of people that's You're saying we're using that as too much of an excuse. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. Like, I let's just do something about it. Everybody that has said something that I've heard so far this morning, has said exactly it has said a mm-hmm. piece of what the problem mm-hmm. is but ultimately we just got to treat each other like humans it is a combination brandon i like what you had to say man thanks for calling in and thank you for being a good mentor to your brothers and your cousins appreciate you man yes sir 317-239-1009 you know because this is a combination of things you know so, uh, so we always say much of this is on the parents and i did a story uh what beginning of june uh, on the Boys and Girls Club. Boys and Girls Club offering a place for you to send your kids all day, all summer, up until the schools in Marion County reopen. You can send your kids there for it's $50 for the entire summer. Not a day, not a week, but $50 for the entire summer. Good place. Send your kids. That's where I went every summer. LaGore Boys and Girls Club, West Side. Shout out. But look, I was talking to Zach Sigmund, who's the program director over there, and he said, and, and he's been at the Boys and Girls Club all his life, either as a club kid, as a staff, and then eventually uh, the director of the club. And he said, you know, what's changed is it is harder to even get kids to come to the Boys and Girls Club. You know, we're doing all kinds of things, both inside the building, going on all kinds of trips. You know, we're, we're, we're doing it, feeding you three times a day. You know, I challenge a parent to find a better, better deal than that for $50 for the summer. But he said it's harder to get kids to want to come into the boys and girls club uh than it was a couple years ago even back in my day and i and i suppose part of that is because you know the that's where you went to meet all your friends you know we didn't have all the social media back then and i'm starting to sound really old we didn't have social media like that uh, so you actually had to go somewhere to meet up with your friends. We had to go. We didn't have computers and laptops everywhere at home like we do now. You know, you might everybody in your household might have their own laptop. When back in my day, we might have one computer in the house. So you went to the Boys and Girls Club because they had a bunch of computers. All that to say, kids won't even know what's in the Boys and Girls Club if their parents don't send them. So, uh, you know, while 
the 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 draw on things might have changed. Boys and Girls Club is still saying, hey, send your kids over here. We we they can't be bored and they will be safe. Boredom will not be an excuse of why they're out doing something. And more importantly, they're at the Boys and Girls Club, you know where they're not. But that also goes into that combination of things that Brandon was saying of everybody it's a you got to do a little of this a little of that it's a little of this and when you stop doing a little of this a little of that a little of this a little of that then you get to where we are right here i don't think it's any one thing it's a combination 317-239-1009 let's go to line one caller good morning who's this hello hey it's you you're live on the radio who's this hi this is sheree hi cameron hi how are i love you? your show thank you so I'm much fine first i want to say that it does start at home and the thing that we need to ask is how did these problems occur? You know, these kids could have been doing the right thing and they weren't getting rewarded or nobody was paying attention. So now they start doing bad things and then they start to see, hey, I'm getting more attention doing this than I was doing that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So what is it for me to do? Also, I believe that the music has a lot to do with it as well. People with that platform need to start speaking positive and saying, put these guns down. Because when they hear the music, that's what they're reflecting off of. Who were, who's wearing the biggest chain? Who has the best guns? You know, and they saying they've been killed people, you know, and it's like, okay, but this is what I need to do. You know what I mean? Because these are the people that they're looking up to. You know, and I think that that's one of the problems mm -hmm. is the music. Right. You know, and I do see other artists now starting to turn around and start speaking positively. You know what I mean? So hopefully that we can start uh, a mo uh, can't even think of the word, <laughs> uh, movement to getting people to change the way they lifestyle or their outlook to the public because right. people do pay attention to that. All right. Thank and you so much. And are living up to that. Thank you so much for your call. I appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. 317, the Sharif. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. I appreciate it. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. Getting toward the end of the show. Uh, we got a couple minutes, though, so we can get a bunch more calls in. 317-239-1009. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, how's it going? This is Taxpayer. Good morning. I'm hearing a, I'm hearing a lot of excuses for failure. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't like the way this is framed because it's more crime. Uh, black teens is not Indiana's problem, but I heard one solution from somebody, and I want to throw this past you. Uh, if we do this now, maybe it'll save them when they get older. Somebody said, we got to get these shooters off the street. I don't care how old you are. If you got a gun and you kill somebody, you need to go away for about 20, 30 years. Maybe that saved you. You you talk about the boys' club. They can go somewhere all day. They we got something for you all day if you uh, shoot and take uh, and, and and dropping bodies. We, it, it's called prison. It's called jail. So uh, let's quit making excuses. As a taxpayer, I don't want to deal with your kids out here shooting, robbing, stealing out of my store. Uh, we need to force the law. Some of this is the system fault for letting this go on for so long and we keep on talking about yeah it's the parents yeah mm -hmm. it is the parents we're dealing with we're tired of dealing with your kids if you shoot somebody i don't care how old you are you get 30 years off the top and then maybe after you sit for a while you think about what you've done 
So let's let's quit playing games. We we're tired of hearing these excuses from these people. The music, uh, you didn't award him. Why we gotta award your kid for doing what he's supposed to do? Hey, have a good one. All right, appreciate you. Three one seven taxpayer. I like it. Three one seven two three nine. One zero zero nine. Let's go to line two. Good morning. Who's this? Well, how you doing now, Cameron? Paul, uh, you know uh, uh, Larry, how are you? Fifty five minutes in, man. What's going on? Here I am. But you know something? Uh, back under both pr- prosecutors, and Bridget, you know what they done? They impound cars when they bust dope deals. What they did is, is they had some uh, kid on paper, right? get the car, a stolen car, right, and ride four or five of his kids, uh, other kids with no cases on them around town. Then when the police pull the car over, the uh, kid with the hot gun leaves it in the car, and he gets away, and the four kids are stuck with gun charges that are in the car. This is because of Cameron. They're trying to gin up all the teen violence they can to get grants. What happens is, you know, grants are contracts, right? They get the federal government and have such a problem with teen violence, the government will come in and give them to help to fund the prosecutor's office. That's what they're doing. Somebody needs to ask Rick that question. Are you doing this like uh, Carl Brizzy and Scott Newman done, uh, setting up kids to be getting gun charges on them to get more grants? They're taking the money, Cameron, that we pay in taxes and tricking it up on all of these new developments, you see, you see, developments and stuff. Mm-hmm. they're taking our money that we pay for the prosecutor's office through taxes, and you go to any city county meeting, every program they have is based on grant money. Grants are not grants, they're tax money. The only way the government gets taxes, it gets money, is through taxes, Cameron. They're squandering our money, they have these programs set up. They have their boxing houses set up, uh, enslaving people to heroin. That's what they're doing. All I right. mean, they are the ones that are putting all these guns out here for our young men to get. And then the attack when they go to the girls and boys clubs to be told that they're GBT or they need dope or something like that. That's why they don't go. All Look right. who's in charge of that situation. Thanks, Cameron. All right. Thank you, Larry. That's- 317-239-1009. Surprise, Larry took... To the end of the show, Larry's usually caller number one or two. Starting starting to wonder where Larry was. We found him. All right, we got about three minutes left in the show. So the calls that we take, I I do not mean to rush you off the air, but I got to rush you off the air. But I want to hear from you. 317-239-1009. Let's go to line one. Caller, good morning. Who's this? Hi. How Hi. Are you today? I'm good. How are you? You're live on the air. What's on your mind? Yes. So everybody's talking about the boys, right? Mm-hmm. I have a 17-year-old girl. And the girls is just as bad as the boys. I've heard that. She, she was getting in trouble at school. And I was trying to find a place because the school was uh, giving her a chance to do her all her stuff online. Mm-hmm. Now, the pandemic, them, that stuff don't work for our kids, being in a pandemic, doing the computer stuff online. I couldn't find no place to help me encourage her to do her classes online. I know I'm the babysitter. That's my child. But I couldn't find not a single center, not a single place to help me encourage her, like, get online. Do do what mm-hmm. you got to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do need more programs. 
Yeah, uh, I feel like the last caller. They are doing other stuff with our money when they get these grants. We can't find any community society help to offset what they're seeing on these computers, on these phones, on the, online. Right. They can stay online all day, but they on on social media, but they can't. I couldn't get her to get online and do her work. I like what so, you're saying. I like what you're saying. We're we're about out of time, but I wish you would have called in earlier so we could keep talking. Cameron, I wanted to know about the CDL classes for my 21 year old. Information. I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you for my call. And what does she want to drive? She want to be a CDL. She want CDL. She want to drive trucks. Oh, okay. Um, we'll have to give us some information because we're running out of time. But um. Mm, yeah, there's a whole lot. There's a whole lot. Uh, there's di- lots of different places, and I have thoughts. We'll have to talk about that a little bit later, all right? Or you all can, right. Or send me you. an email. I will. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. All right. Last call. Caller Thank on line you, one. Man. Hey, who's this? Hey, this is Nika. <laughs> good morning. Hey, good morning. I just want to say I feel like the parents need to be held accountable. I think a lot of what the guy Brandon was saying Mm -hmm. made a lot of sense, but I think the parents need to be held accountable. And once those parents are held accountable, I think things will change for these teenagers. That's just my opinion. I appreciate you calling in. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. All right, all right, all right. I promise. Last call. Here we go, because you've been waiting. Caller on line three. Who's this? Thank you so much. Hello. Hello. You got 30 seconds. You're the last caller. Who's this? Okay, I'm just saying. I, I, Turn your radio down for me. I'm sorry. Everybody's had good answers, but all together, it's a community thing, a unity thing. Everybody needs to come together. And no matter what the color is, everybody needs to come together and help these youth. We all are everybody's children. Like, we are all God's children. So it shouldn't be that it's only directed towards, you know, the black community because it's the black kids that's mm-hmm. doing it. It's other people that's doing it too. It's just that they're focusing more on our youth as African Americans because they don't want to put the light on the other, you know, mm-hmm. so they put it on us. Mm-hmm. And they always focus on the negativity of the black community. They don't never think about the positive things that happens in the black community. But as soon as something's negative, here they come. No, so I think it's all about everybody. All right, you are right about that. Thank you so much. Thank uh, you, and I love that you go to show every Sunday. Keep it up. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Open Lines. And she's right. You know, I was driving, uh, it was the last week of school, last two weeks of school. I was driving a bus ride out of Southport High School. And this kid got on the bus and said, I can't sit by her, white boy, said, I can't sit by her, another white girl, because she had me shot. I just came back from the hospital. I said, what? I said, first of all, what kind of bus route y'all got me on? That say, share that story to tell you that it's not just white, it's not just black. It's a bunch of different races and colors. It's not just boys because the girl, the mom who I was with this week said, hey, it, the girls are just as bad as the boys in some cases, if not worse. So much more that we can talk about on this topic, but we are out of time. Coming up on Hot 100.9 is Brandon holding it down on your Sunday morning and on WTLC. Here comes the Reverend Al Sharpton with the Hour of Power. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. I will see you back here next Sunday. Same time, same stations, live at 8. And I'll see you tomorrow morning on CBS 4 starting at 5 a.m. and on Fox 59 starting at 4 in the morning. Have a good day.